Welcome back to the Highland Southern Baptist Podcast. Today we'll feature a spirit-led message from Brother Kerry Rogers. We hope that this message encourages you to keep defending the faith as he talks about putting on the whole armor of God. Now, here's Brother Kerry. Well, good morning again. Uh, you got me this week, so hopefully I can fill the shoes in. Uh, I was going to try to show a film clip, but I I decided to burn up because I don't know what the copyright is on it. Uh, has anybody ever seen the movie Little Giant? <clears throat> There's a boy in this. It's about a with Ed O'Neill in it. They try to get a town football player team, but since Ed O'Neill was the champion of the football deal, he got to coach the. Well, he would only pick all the good players. So his brother was upset because he wouldn't pick none of the, you know, kids that wasn't a student playing, you know. And uh, long story short, his brother starts up a team, so he goes out starting to get these people to play. Well, he's got little kids playing and everything else. Uh, this morning, God led me into t- telling him about this because my sermon goes with kind of with, with uh, the thing well, this boy, if you've never seen it, he's about this tall, and he's real bitty shrimp. He's got skinny arms, legs, and stuff. Well, he's never played sport. He's always been in the house. Well, his mom wanted to send him out. So his mom protects him. So when he comes out, you see him. He's got, it's either bubble wrap or foam insulation wrapped all around. He's walking like this. Well, <clears throat> this is going to lead me into my sermon today. Because that was an armor to protect him. His mom did it. And what makes it so fun, he can't move, but he's got a cold. And I know all kids does. If we do it, the kid blows a bubble through his nose and it just gets bare and they pop him. So if you've never seen the movie, it's a great little film to watch. I was hoping I could show the film clip of it. But today my sermon is going to be on the whole armor of God. I know a lot of people probably heard it. The Lord led me to talk about it because... You got to put this on every day. If not, you know, you're going to forget about it. And with all the enemies out there we got today, the world itself and everything else, you you just got to be protected all the time. All right. This morning I see that you all dress for church. You have your shirt, your shoes, your pants, your blouse, your dress, whatever you had. But my question is today, are you protected from the enemies with what you got on today. Are you? <clears throat> I'm going to be talking about another kind of clothing today. I'm going to be talking to you about the whole armor of God. Uh, a good way to put it is uh, think of a soldier. You know, they got to wear all this stuff on it. So we're going to kind of think that. Uh, you probably heard about the armor of God several times, but do you put it on daily? Without this, this leaves the opening for our enemies. You know who our enemies? It's the devil. It could be our country. It could be just about anybody. Uh, the armor of God protects us from from the enemies that things gets thrown out to us. Uh, so I'm going to be reading out Ephesians 10. I mean 6. Verses 10 through 19, but I'm going to read it as a verse at a time so I could kind of fill in the blanks as we go. 
Uh, I am using the ESV Bible. Uh, I kind of like this Bible. I know a lot of different scriptures, so I'll be reading out of mine. Uh, Verse 10 says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. It says, uh, are we never, are we, uh, uh, is it not our lives at welfare every day? You know, we, we're always getting picked on every day. If so, we will struggle with the common calamities of human life. Is not our religion much more a welfare? It is so, for we struggle with the opposition of the power of darkness and with many enemies who could keep us from God in heaven. We have enemies to fight against. A captain to fight for, which is God. We're going to fight for God. A banner to fight under. He's going to protect us. We're going to be fighting under God. And certain rules of war by which we are to govern ourselves. Finally, my brethren, it yet remain that you apply yourself to your work and duty as Christian soldiers. And what he's saying here is to not let your heart down. you got to be prepared every day. You just can't let yourself down because the enemy is going to sneak in there and try to take over you is what he's saying here. So we got to keep our guards up at all times. It says, those who have many battles to fight and who in their ways to heaven must uh, dispute every passes. Passes. You need of a great deal of courage. That way, be strong for service, be strong for the suffering, be strong for fighting. And uh, But we need the spiritual strength to do all this with. Uh, and courage are very necessary for our spiritual welfare. Be strong in the Lord, either in his cause and for the sake of rather in his strength. We have no significant strength of our own. Have you ever noticed that, that you don't have the strength of your own? If you don't go to the Lord, you think you're going to try to fight something, but it just seems like it just keeps dogging you down, getting on top of you. So what he's saying here, you know, we need the the Lord to go help us for these spiritual battles. Spiritual battles is one of the hardest things that we've got to fight, guys. Uh, Our country now is being split up all the time, and us uh, Christians are probably one of the hardest ones being hit right now because everybody likes this. Not listen to the Christian. And the only thing I can get out of it, they're just scared of the Bible. I mean, the Bible's telling the truth. It's, it's foreseeing the future. And I don't know if the people are scared of that or what. Um, be strong because Christians cannot stand on their own human, uh, superhuman power. They must rely upon the strength of the Lord, <clears throat> own might, which is supplied chiefly through prayers. So I'm hoping that... Uh, when we get out here today, that you guys will start putting your armors on. Uh, but the biggest part is the prayer. Stay in prayer. Because once we start breaking this down, it'll, it'll tell you what, you know, we need to do. And uh, I uh, personally like this, probably this is probably one of my favorite chapters and verses in the Bible because I hear it all the time. Bates Creek is one of the biggest places that uses it. And... I just love it. I mean, it brings me back to everyday knowledge. You know, i got to protect myself, you know, and protect others that's around me. And if we don't start putting the armor on, we forget about it. Verse 11, I'm in verse 11 on the ESV Bible. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able 
to stand against the scheme of the devil. All right. Paul says here is telling us to start putting our armor on so we can protect us from the devil's work. So we're getting about ready to start into the scripture about putting your uh, clothing on to fight your armor. The Greek word for the whole armor is, I cannot pronounce it, it's a pentapalina, refers to the complete equipment of a fully armed soldier consisting of both shields and weapons. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, when you put the whole armor on, make use of all the proper defenses and weapons for repelling the temptation and stagnant of Satan. Get and exercise all the Christian grace. Um, the whole armor that no part be naked and exposed to the enemy. What he's saying to us, cover your whole body with this. Uh, it says, it is called the armor of God because he both prepares and bestows it. We have no armor of our own that we that will be armor of proof in a trying time. The armor is prepared for us, but we must put it on. Here's what you need to listen. That is, we must pray for for grace word pray that means we need to pray for it uh, it's out there for us but we got to pray to have it uh, we must use the grace given to us and draw it out and act and exercise as there is occasion the reason is sign why the Christian should be completely armed is that he may be able to stand against the devil amen for that we got to be ready to Stand against the devil, and without prayer to God and talking to him, we're not going to be able to handle it ourselves. We've got just too much of it in today's world. Uh, that is, he may be able to hold out and to overcome, notwithstanding all the devil's assault, both of force and fraud, all of the discipline he puts upon us, all the snares he laid for us, and all of his schemes against us. What our danger is and what need, we must put on the whole armor considering that sort of enemies we must deal with the devil and the power of darkness I think uh, today's world and uh, everybody fights the darkness out there uh, we just have to go to the Lord and pray about it he'll shine that light you guys probably heard that sign this little song says shine that little light of mine that's what he's talking about let's keep that light lit and get out of the darkness so we need a prayer to Pray to the Lord. Uh, if you don't have this armor, if you don't start putting this armor here, you're going to fall. That's basically what they're saying in those passages there. If we don't put it on, we could fall. And we don't want to fall to the wickedness of the devil. Verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authority, against the cosmic power over this present darkness, against the spiritual force of evil in the heavenly places. Uh, <clears throat> the combat for which we are to pray for is no, not against ordinary human enemies, not barely against man compound of flesh and blood, nor against our own corporate natures singly considered, but against the several ranks of devil who have a government which they exercise in this world. Uh, Hope you guys are awake out there. You're awful quiet this morning. Try to get you guys livened up here in a little bit. 
Uh, they are the spiritual enemies. Okay. Spiritual weakness in high places are wicked spirits, as some translate. The devil is a spirit, a wicked spirit, and our danger is the greater from our enemies because they are unseen and sought us where we are aware of them. That's what he's saying. The devil's going to sneak in on us. If we let our guards down, the devil's going to sneak in there. He's the wicked one. Uh, I know we probably, all of us fight on every day. It's just, I think it's nature that uh, we had to fight against them. You know, uh, there's just, people says words that just, that it hurts, you know, but if you let that come into your heart, you're going to, your heart's going to start hardening on you. And you don't want your heart to start hardening on you. You want it to be, you know, open. Verse 13. Now, here's where we're going to start getting into some of the things. 13, 14. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand firm. We must not yield to the devil's allurement and assault, but oppose them. Satan is said to stand up against us. <clears throat> that you may be able to withstand in the evil day in the days of temptation or of any sort sore affliction. We must stand on our ground. And having done of all, we must resolve by God's grace not to yield to Satan. It says not to open up to him. Resist him and he will flee. If we distrust our cause of our leader or our armors, we give him advantage. Yeah, we don't want to give the devil the advantage to get into our hearts. <clears throat> our present business to withstand an assault of the devil and to stand it out. And then, having done all that is inclement of the good soldiers of Jesus Christ, our welfare, we will be accomplished and we shall be finally victorious. Uh, yeah, we just want to, you know, start getting our armors together. Uh, verse 14 says, Stand therefore, have fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, he has a picture of us as a belt of truth. This is a belt that you wear around yourself. The military belt, the breastplate, shoes, the shield, the helmet, and the sword. It is observable that among them all there is none for the back. If we turn our back upon the enemy, we lie exposed. Truth belt, it was prophesied of Christ. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist. In uh, Isaiah 11:5. righteousness shall be the belt of the waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loin. So it's starting to tell you here if once, even though we put on our uh, uh, armor, our back is always going to dispose. So it's what it's basically trying to tell you here, do not turn your back on your enemies. If you turn your back on the enemies, it, that's where they're going to contact you because that's where the armor. So we don't want to be turning our backs against the enemy. Uh, God desires truth that is sincerely in the inward part. This is the strength of our loins. And it girts on the, all other pieces of our army. And therefore is mentioned first. This is the Christ soldier belt. Ungirded with this, he is unblessed. So we're being blessed with the belt. The next picture he's going to show you is the breastplate. Righteousness must be our breastplate. 
the breastplate source resource or secures the vitals, shelter of the heart. That means it's going to protect our heart. So the devil can't go into it. We're going to protect our heart with the best breastplate. <clears throat> uh, the rightness of Christ imposed to us is our breastplates against the arrows of divine wrath. The righteousness of Christ implanted in us is our breastplate to fortify the heart against the attacks which Satan makes a, uh, against us. Apostle explains this is in First Thessalonians five eight. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put the breastplate of faith and love. Uh, to go back a little bit, he's talking about these arrows. Uh, I know probably most of you guys probably seen um, the old style movies and stuff where they shoot arrows at you. Uh, a lot of the did it in medieval time and stuff. Shot arrows. Well, that guards that your heart with that plate. So it so it hits it and it bounces off. It would probably be something like uh, what the police officers, and militaries were nowadays the uh, the bulletproof vest, you know, to protect you. They didn't have that on the bullet's going to go right through them. Uh, so it's it's kind of what he's talking about there. We got to put that on to guard our hearts. Uh, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. Faith and love includes all Christian grace. For by faith we are united to Christ and by love to our brethren. Uh, going down to verse 15 now. It says here, And as shoes for our feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So he's got a picture of shoes. Have any of you guys, I know probably most of us been to Bates Creek down here in Batosi, our church camp. Has any of you guys ever walked on creek gravel without shoes? Does it feel good? <laughs> uh, no, it don't feel good. So that's why we got to have shoes. <clears throat> and they say, and their feet, shoes with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Shoes of brass are the like were formerly part of the military armor. This use of them with was to defend the feet against the gallow traps and sharp sticks, which were one, which were one, to be laid privily in the way to stretch the marching of the enemy. Those who fell upon them began uplifting to march. So he's trying to say there that there's going to be obstacles on the ground that's going to stop you if you don't have shoes on. I, I know that. Um, I cut my foot one time on glass, and it stopped me when I was a kid. And I know when I go to Bates Creek down there, I know I'm a big guy, and when I'm barefooted down there or when shoes that don't have a very good bottom, Bates Creek just tears my feet up, and I don't want to walk for a few days spinning on the rocks. But if I had the proper shoes, which he's showing there, it's uh, made out of brass to protect the feet. And if you got the proper shoes on, they're going to protect you. Uh Let's see. The preparation of the gospel is peace, sickness, and prepare and resolve frame and heart. Because it brings all sorts of peace, peace with God, with ourselves, and with others, one another. It may also be meant of that which prepares for the entertainment of the gospel, namely repentance. With this, our feet must be shooed for by living a life, a design of our great enemy that you may be ready for the combat. 
B, with the shoes, with the gospel of peace, which is, that's what the shoes stand for, is the gospel of peace. Um, but show all gentleness, gentleness and all long suffering to all men, and this will certainly preserve you from many great temptation and prosecution. As did those shoes of brass, the soldiers from these gall traps, which is kind of like we talked about, it could be thorns or whatever in your pathway, some marching. Uh, going to verse 16. Uh, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Shield of face, and he's saying the darts of the evil ones. Uh, this here, he's talking about the devil's going to shoot flaming darts at you. And you need the shield to bounce it off. Also, with the shield, is that remember earlier when I started this that your back will be open? Remember when I said that? You won't have a guard on your back. Well, with the shield, you can move it around to protect yourself. So that's why he's, he was saying that. With the shield, you're going to be able to move. So if somebody comes in behind, you're going to be able to move your shield around to protect your back. Um, I know a lot of times when I watch some of these movies, <clears throat> when people are up kind of up on the hillside and they're shooting arrows down at them, flaming arrows and stuff, you'll see a bunch of people join together to put their shields up to, to protect them. That's basically what we need to do. We need to protect ourselves. That's, and if they didn't have it, then they could be you know, going in the back and stuff. Uh, faith must be our shield. Above all, the chiefly taking the shields of faith. This is more necessary than any of them. Faith is all in all to us in our hour of temptation. The breastplate secures the vitals, but with the shield, we turn every way. That's what I was talking about. We turn every way we want to. Uh, this is the victory over the world, even our faith. We are to be fully persuaded of the over, or is it, persuaded of the truth of all God's promises and threatening. Such a faith being of great us against temptation. I think faith is one of the hardest things that uh, we as people in the United States <clears throat> have a problem with because most people want to see. They don't have the faith that it happens. You know, you got to have faith. You know, most people see it with their eyes. They want to see it. You know, Lord, give us faith. we got to have faith in the Lord Jesus. Um, consider faith as it is the evidence of things not seen and the substance of things hoped for, and it will appear to be a mire use for this purpose. Faith is receiving Christ and the benefits of redemption. So devouring grace from him is like a shield a sort of universal defense. Our enemies, the devil, is here called a wicked one. He is wicked himself, and he endures to make us wicked. His temptations are called darts because of the swift and undiscerning fight and the deep wounds that they give to the soul. Fiercely darts by ways of illusion to the poisonous darts which were wont to the to inflame the parts which were wounded with them, and therefore were so-called the serpent, with poison strings are called fierce, 
feed serpents. Violent temptation by which the soul is set on fire of hell are the darts which Satan shoots at us. Faith is the shield with which we must quench these furious darts. Within we should receive them and so re render them inefficiently that they may not got a fly flying now. Um, may not hit us, or at least that they may not hurt us. Observe faith acted upon the word of God and apply that acted upon the grace of the Christ and improving that quenches the dark of temptation. He's uh, saying there, uh, as long as we got the faith, we can fight these darts that the devil throws at us or shoots at us. Um, and if they do hit us, as long as we got the faith, it ain't going to hurt us. Um, I know that, like I said, the devil tries everything he can to get us away from Jesus Christ, but as long as we keep him in our heart, that's why we got to keep our heart open to him and pray to him all the time. Uh, verse 17 says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Lord God, or the Word of God. Salvation must be our helmet. That is hope which has salvation for its object so. And first Thessalonians five eight it says, For a helmet is the hope of salvation. Uh I thought this was kind of a neat looking helmet. Um we need it for the salvation part of Jesus Christ. But if you was a athlete like football or somebody runs a motocross or something, you still gotta wear a helmet. It protects your head, and that's what this does. It protects our head. Um from wickedness and stuff. Uh, so we got to have this helmet on. The helmet secures the head, a good hope of salvation, well-founded and well-built. We'll both purify the soul and keep it from being defiled by Satan, and it will confirm the soul and keep it from being troubled and tormented by Satan. We would tempt us to despire, but good hope keeps us trusting God and rejoicing in Him. <clears throat> the word of the God is with the sir, sword of uh, spirit. The sword is a very necessary and useful uh, part of the soldier's furniture. The word of God is very necessary and of great use to the Christian in order. To this, maintain the spiritual welfare and, and seceding it in it, it is called the sword of spirit because it is of the spirit's indicting and he renders it affection and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. With this, we assault the assailants. Scripture arguments are the most powerful arguments to repent with. Christ himself resisted Satan temptation with it. So, uh, what he's saying here that we need to be in the word of Jesus Christ. It's saying to go, you know, it's the most powerful arguments that we can have is this book right here, the Bible. It, it'll tell us what to do. And it says it is, and I'm going to go back to a couple Bible verses here, that Jesus Christ himself resisted Satan. Remember when Jesus Christ went to the mountain when he was uh, going through um, the temptations? For 40 days, he didn't eat and prayed. It says here, it, in Matthew 4, 4, it says, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
Remember, this is when Jesus re, uh, talking to Satan. Matthew 4, 6 says, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up. Let you strike your foot against a stone. Matthew 4, 7 says, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God into the test. And Matthew 4, 10 says, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God. So he's saying, get rid of the devil. Let's worship God here. Uh, I have stored up in Psalms 119.11. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. But he's talking to God that he will not sin against God. And kill those lusts and corruptions that are latent there. Okay. I'm in... Uh, going to do verse 18 and 19 together and it says praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints and also for me that word may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel prayers must be buckled on all the other parts of our christian armor we must join prayer with all these grace for our defense against these spiritual enemies, employing help and the assistance of God. And the case requires, and we must pray always. So he says, pray to the Lord all the time. Uh, but we should keep our constant times of prayer and be consistent to them. We must pray upon all occasion and as often as our own and others. Necessity call us to it. Necessity. We must always keep up a deposit to prayer and other duties and with common business. We must pray with all prayers and supplication, with all kinds of prayer, public prayer, private prayer, secret prayer, social and solemn, solemn prayer, and something. With all the parts of prayer, confession of sins, petition for mercy, and thanksgiving for favorite received. We must pray in the Spirit. Our spirits must be employed in the duty, and we must do it by the grace of God's good Spirit. We must watch there unto endeavoring to keep our hearts in a prayer, praying frame, and taking all occasionally and proving all opportunities for the duty. We must watch to all the motions of our own hearts toward the duty. When God says, seek my face, our hearts must comply. This we must do with the persuasion. We must abide by the duty of prayer, whatever changes there may be in our upward circumstances. And we must continue it as long as we are living in the world. We must preserve in a particular prayer, not cutting it short, when our hearts are disposed to enlarge and there is time for it, and our occasion for it. We must likewise preserve in particular requests, notwithstanding some present discouragement and repulsion. And we must pray with supplication, not for ourselves only, but for all saints, for we are members of one another. Observe none, or see, observe, none are so much saints and in good condition in the world, but they need our prayers and they ought to have them. 
Let's say in here that we need to pray for one another and for our country. If we don't pray, you know, uh, I know on some of the mission trips we go to <clears throat> that we have to walk streets and pray because once you bring that prayer up to them, you know, it lightens up everything. Everybody's out there has got a prayer. I mean, uh, so we need to be able to go out and pray and keep constantly. If he's saying here, you know, we need to pray for each and every one of us here, you know. So uh, that was the verse. The question I had at the beginning, it says, do you put the whole armor of God on? Do we do that daily? Do we put the whole armor of God? Uh, remember, he says, we don't. Our enemy's going to be able to come in and attack us here. Uh, the one thing that we need to do daily is pray. That helps us put our garment and guard yourself from the evilness. Praying is the way we talk to our fathers in heaven. Uh, I know it's, it's hard, but a lot of times... The Lord wakes me up in the middle of the night and starts praying for him, you know, because I need to pray for him. He did last night, and then when I got up this morning, he gave me some stuff to say on this. Uh, but good thing about it, if you put your armor all on, you have it there. Uh, next slide, I'll show you what the armor should don't need to look like. I don't know if you guys can see this. This is from East, from Halloween. This is me with my armor on. Uh, I got my shield on, my hat. I got my shield. Uh, I was going to do this for a VVS. I brought it in for uh, Halloween. I got my helmet of salvation on. I got my sword. I got uh, my sh shield. I got my breastplate. And yes, B-Bob is my belt of salvation there. Uh, you got to remember, I was doing this for kids, and, and I had this picture, so I wanted to say this is what... I look like with my armor on, but this is for the kids. I was going to do this for BBS that we got canceled last year, or year before last that we've done. Uh, but that's what we need to do. We need to put our armor on. We need to be with Christ. Uh, pray for him there daily. We want to um, pray for each and every one of us. We don't want to leave our backs open. Um, make sure we wear our shoes so the thorns and rocks don't stop us from marching. So uh, I hope you guys got something out of this. Uh, I try to come up with something that keep you guys awake. And uh, I hope you guys got something out of it. I hope I didn't say something wrong. Uh, but anyway, pray for our Pastor Keith and his family. He'll be coming back tomorrow. This is a time for closing. Uh, Brother Keith usually does this, but we will have a song to lead us, in, and we'll leave from here. Thanks for listening. For more information about becoming a Christian, discipleship, or if you have prayer requests, you can reach us at facebook.com forward slash Highland Southern BC. We look forward to hearing from you. As always, have a blessed week. The Highland Southern Baptist Podcast is produced by Zach Link with preaching by Keith Perrin. Music provided by Pixabay under Creative Commons.